to Faith Talk with Anita. Thank you for joining me on the journey. Thanks for joining me today. I'm finding myself in a situation that concerns me. Recently, I've been feeling somewhat disheartened and discouraged as I witness the seemingly unending incidents of inconsiderate and disrespectful behavior on the part of some, or might I say, many people. It appears as if hateful actions and hurtful words are gripping our society today. As I prepared to write this week's Faith Talk, I wondered if perhaps you might be feeling the same. Is it just me, or is this negativity, hate, and disrespect really on the upslope? I see it everywhere. Social media, politics, the local and national news, and even my own community. Every day I see on the news another story about a shooting or a hit and run, not to mention all the robberies. Just last week, I saw a story about two people who were racing on I-5, a major interstate in western Washington. Those two people showed absolutely zero concern for anyone else on the road. A family of four was seriously injured when one of the cars crashed. It also seems as if I'm seeing a lot more littering and destruction of property than I used to see. Around my neighborhood, I've noticed more and more garbage discarded on the side of the roads, from bags of trash to stacks of old tires. Why is all of this happening so frequently? As I reflected on this matter, I was reminded of the book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten by Robert Fulgham. Have you read this book? If you haven't, I recommend you check it out. The message he shares is so simple. Most of us, as children, learned important life lessons that are essential for becoming good citizens and neighbors. It seems to me that if everyone lived by these simple rules, we would all get along so much better. Let me share a few of my favorite lessons Fulgham included in the book. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when when you hurt somebody. And when you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. Don't you remember learning all those lessons when you were a child? I do. And if you're a parent, can't you just hear yourself saying these same words to your children? I can. I have to think the world would be a better place if everyone would just follow these simple rules. Play fair, share, clean up after yourself, don't hit, say you're sorry. The beauty of these rules is that they are so simple, even young children can learn and follow them. So, we might ask, how and why 
have so many adults forgotten them or chosen to ignore them. These wise words of Robert Fulgham led me to further reflection on the words of Jesus, the most basic but most powerful tool in our Christian toolbox, the tool that truly can change the world if we use it. Words to live by to be sure. So, I opened my Bible and perused the Gospels, searching for the basic life lessons that Jesus taught us. I found a lot of great lessons, but I narrowed them down to my top 10 to share with you. Now, clearly, the fact that you're listening to me today tells me that you are most likely already intentionally living these words. I have no doubt that we, you and I, are doing the best we can to live according to these important lessons that Jesus shared with us. So, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You don't need to be reminded about these words, but it was a good exercise for me to engage in, and I hope you find my list interesting. I invite you to make your own list of Jesus's words to live by and compare it to mine. I wonder how closely our lists will match. I put my list in order of importance as I see it. Do you remember David Letterman's top 10 list that he used to do on his show? I'll do my list the same way, starting with my number 10 and counting down to my number one, Jesus's words to live by. I'll add a brief reflection for each one. So here we go. Jesus's words to live by number 10. Take courage. Do not be afraid. Now, on the surface, this may not sound like important words to live by, but Jesus obviously thought this message was of utmost importance because he said it a lot. We find it throughout the Bible. According to the website catholicresources.org, the phrase, do not be afraid, can be found over a hundred times in the Old Testament and close to 50 times in the New Testament. Here are just a few examples. In Luke's story of the Annunciation, the angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Also in Luke's Gospel, in the story of the call of Simon, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And in the walking on water story in Matthew's Gospel, we hear Jesus say to his disciples, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. So what might we take away from these words to live by? Surely there are things in our world we should be afraid of. If the weather service issues a tornado or hurricane warning, we should be afraid. If someone dangerous is lurking about your neighborhood, you should be afraid. So clearly there are things we need to be afraid of. 
For me, that list also includes rattlesnakes. But I think Jesus was advising us not to be afraid to live our lives in honest, sincere relationship with God and the kingdom. When it comes to our relationship with God and living according to the words and actions of Jesus, we must not be afraid. Jesus wants us to trust in God, which sounds easy, but isn't always easy to do. He assures us that if we can just trust in God's providence, all will be well. Now, that doesn't mean life won't be hard. We will still get sick, lose loved ones, etc. But if we can live without fear, we will be better able to live our authentic lives as God intends us to do. I can't even count the number of times that fear prevented me from doing or saying something that I knew I was being called to. Fear can be paralyzing. So, Jesus says to us, Don't be afraid. Trust in God. Live your authentic life and all will be well. Jesus' words to live by number nine. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Studies show that worrying is harmful to our health and well-being. Doctors tell us worry can actually lead to early death. But who among us doesn't worry? We all worry. Most of us have an unending list of things that we worry about. I know I do. Jesus knows that well. So he encourages us to do our best to stop worrying about what might happen in the future. He tells us to focus on today and let tomorrow take care of itself. Now, clearly, this requires us to trust in God. Easier said than done, but an important reminder for all of us. Jesus' words to live by, number eight. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and decay destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up treasures in heaven for where your treasure is there also will your heart be. This is a pretty easy one to grasp. It is so easy to find our treasure in possessions and allow them to become our main focus in life. Just look at all the advertisements that bombard us every day. They try to convince us. If we do this, we'll be healthier. If we buy this, we'll have more friends. If we achieve this, we'll be happier. On and on it goes. It's all a big fat lie. But many of us have bought into that lie. 
Just look at the number of storage units there are all around us. We need more and more space to hold all our possessions. And still, we continue to strive for more and more and more stuff. But when our life comes to an end, it all goes away. We can't take any of it with us. Jesus advises us to see our treasure in something that will last. God and the kingdom, which can never be destroyed and can never be taken away from us. This one, too, not so easy to live by. It's hard to buck the system. We all feel like we need to keep up with the Joneses. I don't know about you, but I've definitely fallen into this trap. And I have to work very hard to keep myself out of it. So this is one of Jesus' words to live by that I really need to be reminded of on a regular basis. Jesus' words to live by number seven. Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Very similar to number eight. But I think it's important enough to have its own place on my list. Greed is a powerful, dangerous entity. It can take over our lives if we don't stay on guard against it. Greed can change us in a split second and completely destroy all that we hold dear in life. Now, to be sure, Jesus never had anything against money. Money is just a thing. It's neither good nor bad. It's the value we put in money and the way we use it that makes it good or bad. I can name several wealthy people who are not greedy. They have a healthy view of money and use it for good. So rich does not always equate with greedy, but it can. To be sure, it's not the money we need to be aware of. It's the greed that quite often accompanies money. Greed is the danger that we need to fear. So Jesus cautions us to stay on our guard and hold greed at bay. Jesus' words to live by number six. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? You are the light of the world. Your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Salt and light were both vital in Jesus' time for safety, clarity, and goodness. Salt brought out the good taste in food and kept it from going bad, allowing it to last longer. Light allowed people to see so they could find their way and avoid danger. Jesus tells us we are meant to be both salt and light in our world. 
We are meant to bring goodness to the world and help others see their way in the darkness. As disciples of Jesus, we must be salt and light for others, bringing Christ's love to all we meet. Okay, that's my words to live by, number 10 through number 6. We're halfway through my list. But since this episode is getting a bit long already, I'll keep you in suspense for a week and share my top five in my next episode. In the meantime, I hope you will take a bit of time over the next few days to reflect on numbers 10 through 6 and try to figure out what my top five might be. Can you guess? What are some of Jesus' greatest lessons that I haven't already mentioned? Hmm? And, as I suggested earlier, perhaps you might want to read through the Gospels and make your own list. Maybe your list matches mine pretty closely. Or maybe you have a completely different list than I do. Have some fun with it. I'll bring this one to a close next time. Let us pray. Christ Jesus, you are our greatest teacher and model for living. Help us to listen to your words and truly live them for our good and the good of all your people on earth. Amen. I hope this faith talk was helpful for you and fun. Please share this with others and join me for my next faith talk when I will share my top five Jesus' words to live by. Until then, please know that you are in my prayers. May God bless you.